Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk about the dire situation in the interlake. Cap President Bill Campbell will join us on today's Prairie Eggwire to talk about the situation. Up first in today's country comment is RM of St. Laurent Reeve, Cheryl Smith. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next hour. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The RM of St. Laurent has declared a state of agricultural disaster as severe drought conditions plague the region. The area has experienced significantly less rainfall than usual and is also battling a grasshopper infestation. As a result, concerns surrounding crop yields continues to mount. I caught up with Reeve Cheryl Smith earlier this morning. The farmers are facing a severe drought condition where their dugouts are just uh, basically dry. Uh, they have no water to, for their livestock and now they're, it's compounded uh, with the grasshopper infestation where it's going to be very difficult for these farmers to do any haying and, 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 and provide feed in the future for their livestock. So it's a, it's a dire situation. It's, uh, the farmers are uh, Actually, uh, some of them have been uh, selling livestock, and uh, so it, it's it's a worrisome situation. Talk about the, the weather conditions that uh, you've been experiencing so far here this summer. All spring and summer, we have not received uh, nearly enough rain. Uh, we uh, The precipitation has been less than 40% of the normal and uh, very dry heat conditions, uh, as you can um, uh, appreciate uh, everybody is, uh, has gone through the same. However, uh, the RM of St. Laurent and the, some of the Interlake uh, RMs have uh, more so than other areas, uh, absolutely uh, no rain. And it, it seems to miss us every time it, it does come around. Now, the RM has um, declared a state of agricultural disaster. Talk about uh, why that was done and, and what that will mean for farmers. The... the uh, Agricultural state of disaster is to um, to ensure that uh, the first of all that the uh, situation is highlighted with government uh, that uh, any programming that do become available the state of emergency will uh, allow our farmers to be eligible for those programs so it's very important that municipalities have to do this in order to um, to meet those uh, um, eligibility requirements when the time comes. Talk a little bit more about the the water supply situation and I guess what farmers are doing to to try to supplement that. Some farmers actually have uh, rented uh, pump trucks uh, where they're pumping water from the lake into the dugouts and of course that doesn't last very long. It'll last a few days but it's very costly for farmers to do that Um, and uh, others have uh, been drilling wells and uh, they have been accessing or trying to apply to the a current program that the provincial federal government came out uh, recently, which uh, I'm sure will be appreciated by the farmers, uh, where they can uh, access um, some funding to to drill these wells. However, how quickly these drills uh, these wells can be drilled uh, is another um, another thing. I guess uh, I'm sure the demand is very high right now, and. Uh, the farmers don't really know what the cost at the end of the day will be to them uh, in regards to drilling these wells. Are other RMs in that area in the same uh, situation? Absolutely. The other RMs uh, have been reaching out and they have been doing the same. And as far as I know, they've also been um, 
declaring a state of emergency. Uh, I was speaking with Brian Sixerson from the uh, RM of Coldwell, which is just the, the uh, RM, uh, the municipality north of us, and uh, he uh, he said that they had they were they had done the same thing. They had uh, passed a, a resolution, state of emergency. Uh, for their their agricultural sector. Any rain in the forecast, or how are things looking there? Well, you know, we're always hoping that uh, whatever rain is being uh, forecasted uh, will will actually make it here. And uh, like we like we, I was just saying, it seems like uh, when the rain is forecasted, it looks like yeah, maybe we're going to get some, but it, it somehow it it, it just doesn't happen so we're hopeful we're hopeful that this time we're supposed to be seeing a little bit of rain uh coming our way uh i believe tomorrow so uh we're going to keep hoping that that happens and uh, we'll see that was rm of saint laurent reeve cheryl smith talking about the agricultural situation in the region a look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The rural municipality of St. Laurent has declared a state of agricultural disaster. As severe drought conditions coupled with last week's bout of extreme heat is making farming increasingly difficult. The region has received less than 40% of average rainfall and is also battling a grasshopper infestation. As a result, concern surrounding crop yields continues to mount. Farmer Tom Johnson was born and raised on farms in the area and says this is nothing he's ever seen before. Our uh, pastures are drying up, the dugouts are drying up. We've actually had to drill two wells to water our cows in two of our pastures. I'm be 64 in November and I've been farming here on this my whole life and I've never seen it this dry. And as far as hay goes, there's absolutely no amount for hay. The grasshoppers are eating what's there. We're just, everybody's kind of sitting back waiting to see if... Uh, we're going to get a little bit of rain. Johnson adds he's witnessed the conditions become drier over the past three years. He also expects neighboring RMs like Woodlands, Portage the Prairie, and others in the Interlake area to follow suit and declare similar states of emergency. And Manitoba Agriculture says rapid deterioration of crop conditions and moisture reserves was noticeable across Manitoba this week as the western heat dome moved into the province, bringing record-breaking temperatures. Many crops are maturing faster than normal, and grain and pod filling on cereals, canola, and peas will be affected by heat and lack of moisture this week. Fungicide applications on cereals and canola are unlikely to occur on many fields. Grasshopper feeding has become more widespread. Insecticide applications are occurring in all regions, primarily on hay, pasture, and cereal crops, as well as roadside ditches. Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers is giving an update on the soybean crop in this week's Bean Report. Here's production specialist Cassandra Kochik. Crops are mainly at the R1 or beginning bloom stage with anywhere from four to eight trifoliate leaves. And the most advanced soybean crops are reaching the R2 or full bloom stage this week. As the listeners are fully aware, Manitoba has been facing some very hot and very dry conditions over the past several weeks. Soybeans do not love dry conditions. But at this point in the growing season, they remain resilient. We can tell that some soybean crops are stressed by the way they're flipping their leaves during the day. But I can say that most soybean crops across the province are looking good, especially those that are growing in soils with greater water holding capacity. And many farmers have been dealing with grasshoppers this year. As we previously mentioned, John Gavlosky is an entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. 
Right now is the ideal time to be managing any populations that are quite large. So we've been encouraging farmers and agronomists to be scouting their field edges. Anywhere that had lush dense vegetation the previous season is usually where most of the hatch occurs, and that's where people need to be checking this year. And if the populations are very high, it's easy, easier to control them when they're still juveniles or when they're fully emerged as adults. Alfalfa weevil and aphids have also been a concern in some fields. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, July 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a crop update from Manitoba. Joining us now on the program is Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell to give us a crop update from Manitoba. Over the last week when we had that heat dome, um, you know, get into Manitoba, thankfully it was only for, a, uh, you know, a short time. But we've seen additional stress on the crops. And uh, we, you know, have noticed that certain areas that have not had some of these isolated um, small weather systems go through and give us a bit of rain, um, they're, you know, affected by that significantly. And uh, we're just starting to see, you know, some of the uh, consequences of um, that heat dome and the heat stress that, that is happening. Talk a little bit more about, the, you know, what the heat does to, to the crops. Well, you know, we you know, know that we've had limited moisture last fall and, and very little snowfall this winter. And then we had not much spring precipitation. So we don't have very much subsoil moisture. And the crops um, really don't have anywhere to go to find moisture. And when we get heat like this, um, they're starting to show signs of stress. And we're starting to see what they call heat blast in canola where the top pods, you know, and flowers are aborting. Uh, we're starting to see the curling of uh, some of the leaves and the cereals and the corn. Um, they almost, you know, appear to be a different color. They start to get a bluish tinge on some of the different soil types and uh, where there isn't quite that same fertility and soil structure. So um, they're starting to see telltale signs of, uh, of areas where there will be um, limited and very little production. So For livestock producers, um, I guess just talk about continuing challenges there. Well, and, and we were afraid and, and feared that, you know, when we had very limited rain in April, because April showers bring May flowers, and it also brings May grass. And uh, we're starting to see here uh, harvest reports now. And, um, you know, it's it's varied if you were able to catch that, that bit of rain, but I've heard of some average, but not many, um, some newer stands are, you know, half a crop, and lots of stands are 25% or less. And um, that's where we're seeing it in our area. And I would suggest that some other areas are, are more impacted than that. And also, if you don't have hay to put up, you probably have limited grass for the cattle to go to. So it's, uh, you know, we did catch a rain that took it out of its dormancy, um, but the regrowth is very limited. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell with a crop update from Manitoba. A 
coalition of Saskatchewan producer groups is calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program to improve market transparency for farmers. One of those members is the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Glendalee Allen-Vossler talked with the chair for the SPG, Sean Deerland. To begin with, Sean, who is involved in this coalition? The coalition is a group of producer organizations. Uh, we've got APAS, uh, Sask Barley, Sask Canola, Sask Wheat, Sask Flax, uh, Sask Pulse Growers, and Sask Oats. Now, your coalition is calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program to improve market transparency for farmers. Can you explain why? What are, what are you looking for here? The Canadian Grain Act uh, has been opened up, and we're looking at this as an opportunity to expand the Canadian Grain Commission's responsibilities to collect and disseminate data to improve market transparency. This is a key issue for farmers. It's been a long-standing focus of Saskatchewan producer groups. Currently, we are at a disadvantage to um, to other regions that have this export data. And when you say that, uh, we see uh, this information being available to our American neighbors. Yes, that's correct. The the U.S. has been running an export sales reporting program for about 50 years, I believe. So it's a real advantage to them. So we've asked, uh, the producer groups are calling on the Grain Commission to create an export sales reporting program to put farmers on equal footing with uh, U.S. And, and other supply chain participants. Um, this will help farmers make more informed marketing decisions to better time market demand basically. We really see the need, I guess, for this when we stop and we take a look back at what we've been seeing happening internationally and with our markets, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Like there's um, really, we have no way of knowing. Uh, we can't assess market dynamics in real time. Uh, currently, the CGC does report on exports from licensed facilities, but this is historic data. And it doesn't represent current sales that are being made. So um, really, farmers aren't able to use the data as a gauge for demand that's happening currently. Without the ability to access this data on export sales, um, producers aren't able to, to accurately understand the dynamics of the, the market and to, um, to time their sales appropriately. Uh, this puts, you know, Canadian producers at a disadvantage to American producers or, um, uh, you know, other other people in the supply chain like the, the marketing companies, the grain buyers. Um, it's also useful for, you know, pulses specifically don't have any traded commodity, uh, no futures market. So this is uh, definitely helps with price discovery um, for for pulses and other crops that don't have that don't have uh, a futures market to for price discovery. That's Sean Deerland, chair of the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, part of a coalition of Saskatchewan producer groups, calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program for Golden West. 
I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. CFM Radio 950 is hosting a farmer appreciation lunch July 13th in Plum Coulee at the Harvest Christian Fellowship Church parking lot. The drive through event will take place from 1130 until 1. The grand prize this year is a Grain Max Hopper Bottom Bin from Meridian valued at more than $20,000. Sponsors this year include Carmen Ford, DMM Energy and Winkler and Farm Credit Canada. Farm Credit Canada is offering a free online workshop entitled The Modern Family Farm Transition on July 13th. Go to the FCC website to register. And the Canadian Semitol Association has moved its annual general meeting to an online setting taking place July 24th. Visit their website for viewing information. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, the rural municipality of St. Laurent has declared a state of agricultural disaster as severe drought conditions, coupled with last week's bout of extreme heat, is making farming increasingly difficult. The region has received less than 40% of average rainfall and is also battling a grasshopper infestation. As a result, concern surrounding crop yields continues to mount. Farmer Tom Johnson was born and raised on farms in the area, and says this is something he's never seen before. It's just super, super dry, and we have had no rain. Our uh, pastures are drying up. The dugouts are drying up. We've actually had to drill two wells to water our cows in two of our pastures. And then I'm be 64 in November, and I've been farming here on this my whole life, and I've never seen it this dry. And as far as hay goes, there's absolutely no amount for hay. Uh, the grasshoppers are eating what's there. We're just everybody's kind of sitting back, waiting to see if uh, we're going to get a little bit of rain. Maybe we can get a little bit, but who knows what'll happen? We need a, like we've been about the last three, going on probably four years, getting drier and drier lately. Like it's only ten years ago since we had the big flood up here, and it's hard to believe that everything is underwater. Now it's so dry; it's the complete opposite. It's it, going through the flood was, uh, I think it was worse than, or the drought is worse than the flood. At least in the flood, we had lots of pasture and, and there was hay where there wasn't underwater and stuff. Um, this country up where we are, we're way better off when we're wet than when we're dry. When we're dry, we're, we're in rough shape. The worst case scenario is a lot of farmers will uh, just dump their animals. Um, and whether I know... Um, in the last few years, even through the flood, a lot of guys, older guys, dumped their herds and didn't didn't replenish. They're just gone. Like the number of cattle that's gone out of the interlake, just in my lifetime, is is mind-boggling compared to what was here when I was a kid. Never mind before that, there was even more. I think um, the family farms are getting fewer and far between. There's the odd big conglomerate coming through and taking up and. Some guys are getting bigger on their own, and they're trying to push through. They've got a little bit of crop and and stuff to get through. Lots of guys are, are trying to grow corn, but, of course, you need rain for corn even to grow. So it's pretty sad up here right now. If we don't get some quick rain, the pastures are going to be done shortly, too, and then I don't know what we'll do.
uh, RM by st- declaring a state of emergency, hopefully will just kind of wake up the province and the feds maybe to help us a little bit. And I'm, probably you'll see the other RMs following shortly, all the ones around here like Woodlands and, and probably even Portage of the Prairie, I imagine. I just seen the thing where you guys were pretty dry. Your strawberries weren't going to be much of a crop this year, so... Um, and all the way up through West Interlake and Coldwell and Armstrong, everything around here in the Interlake, we're all in the same boat. So whether we can, you know, get a little bit of help from the grain farmers, if any of them get a little bit of crop, if we can get some straw or a little bit of grain and some decent-priced hay somewhere that we don't have to pay our arm and leg for, we might be able to scratch through a little bit. But, you know, they always say farmers are the biggest gamblers going, so who knows what will happen. That was St. Laurent area farmer Tom Johnson. The RM has declared a state of agricultural disaster. Uh, Severe drought conditions coupled with last week's bout of extreme heat is making farming increasingly difficult. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The RM of St. Laurent has declared a state of agricultural disaster as severe drought conditions plague the region. The area has experienced significantly less rainfall than usual and is also battling a grasshopper infestation. As a result, concern surrounding crop yields continues to mount. Reeve Cheryl Smith notes the measure was necessary in order for producers to access any provincial or federal relief that becomes available. Farmers are pumping from the the lake to the dugouts. It's very costly, and that only lasts a few days. It's interesting times, and, you know, going through COVID at the same time for everybody around the world seems like it's one disaster after another. Farmer Tom Johnson was born and raised on farms in the area and says these conditions are unlike anything he's seen before. Many farmers have been dealing with alfalfa weevil issues this year. John Gavlosky is an entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. What may happen is the plants have almost a frosted appearance. That's when you've had a lot of alfalfa weevil feeding. The easiest way to deal with them if you're a hay producer is cut a little bit on the early side. Being legless, they can't move out of your field. The larvae will starve or desiccate after you cut the crop. Still keep an eye on the regrowth just in case some survive. But sometimes earlier cutting is the better way to deal with them. Grasshoppers and aphids have also been a concern in some fields. And Manitoba Paulson Soybean Growers is giving an update on the pea crop in this week's bean report. Here's production specialist Cassandra Kocic. The pea crop is mainly at the R3 or the flat pod stage across the province. This hot, dry weather has pea plants developing very quickly And we've noticed that it's caused a reduction in plant height across the province. And in the most extreme cases, we're seeing the tops of plants starting to droop, which is not good. Uh, So we continue to hope for rain. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get an update on Manitoba's potato crop. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.